Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Season coming around, 
Uh, listen, got to make good on some things tomorrow night and come through on some stuff. Uh, villain's going to be laughing. That's all good. Uh, but listen, I, uh, <laughs> Uh, but listen, listen, you win with class, you lose with class, and you show up no matter what. So I'm here. I'm ready to talk about football and everything going on and uh, and share thoughts, man. So thanks for having me. It's always fun to come quick with y'all. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's get to work. Let's get to work. So I wanted to start with um, the collegiate level um, before we start talking about the NFL stuff. Uh, I wanted to go over some news and notes from, N- from, from college last week. Um, USC put the beating on San Jose. Caleb Williams once again solidifies himself to be the best quarterback in the nation. Um, Utah beat up on Florida on Thursday, Saturday's games. Um, Drew Aller from Penn State went ballistic through for about 325. Uh, Georgia did what they normally do. Michigan in a, um, in, 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 in a heartfelt appearance kind of did their thing. Uh, pay tribute to Harbaugh, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Ohio State got the dub. Alabama got the dub. Like I said, USC got the dub. Um, Tennessee came out on top. I'm not going to read through all this, man, but I wanted to give you guys an opportunity um, to to kind of talk about what stood out to you guys uh, from the college football season. And obviously, Colorado did their thing, um, and Dion kept all his receipts. So, uh, Mr. Harvey, I'll start with you since you're our college football uh, aficionado, if you will, man. What stood out to you uh, looking at college football week one uh, this past weekend? Okay, so, um, you know, on Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. Eastern time, TP and I do the time of Sunday morning brunch. So I will uh, I'll refer back to that for some of that. But, uh, you know, Deion Sanders keeping receipts, uh as you mentioned, Shindir Sanders, but also 129 snaps in that Texas heat for uh, for Travis Hunter with 11 catches for over 100 yards and then a, a, a very acrobatic interception he had to lay out for. I was impressed with that. Um, the Big 12 kind of took it on the chin. I do want to uh, fix one of my things. It was Wyoming that went in and beat uh, Texas Tech and then Texas State with T.J. Finley on his third team. Uh, going in and beating Baylor, uh, Big 12 kind of uh, kind of took it on the chin uh, from a couple of schools uh, this weekend. Um, I was impressed with Alabama's quarterback play, though they didn't play anybody. And to your point, uh, Allard as well. Um, as far as the rest of the weekend, I was uh, unimpressed with uh, a couple pairs of Tigers ranked in the top ten. I just thought uh, underprepared, outcoached, outplayed. Uh, I, I was I didn't expect to see that from from either one of those teams. I'm really impressed with uh, Florida State and the way Jordan Travis played. I mentioned going into that game the size on the outside uh, that Florida State has at receiver. Uh, listen, uh, Wilson Coleman, those dudes are no joke. They're going to be matchup problems against anybody. And I thought Florida State came physical and ready to play. I was impressed with the Knowles um, on Saturday, and you know. A couple of new look offenses, but once again, it's it's hard to tell, uh, serious, when you have cupcake games. I thought Oklahoma looked pretty good. I thought Petrino and A&M's offense looked okay. Uh, you know, I thought Ole Miss uh, looked good as well. But once again, cupcake game. So <clears throat> we'll see, you know, as competition, you know, ramps up what these guys do. But, uh, you know, hope springs eternal for most teams. 
Um, and at the end of the day, this is one week out of 12 games, you know, 13, 14 weeks of the season. So um, lots to come, but um, I was impressed there. And I, the, another thing that I was unimpressed by, I was not very impressed with uh, what I saw offensively from Ohio State. Um, and then TP and I talked about this on Sunday. I was impressed with what I saw defensively from, from Tennessee. If Tennessee can play defense uh, with what they're going to do offensively, uh, they're going to be a problem. So, uh, you know, lot, lots looking around. Um, and last thing, my bad, Pac-12. Uh, listen, this is their last yeah. year. This is, kind of their, this is kind of their swan song. But for every team in that conference uh, to go undefeated this last weekend, uh, and it's going to be really interesting because uh, you look at the quarterbacks in that league, if any of these teams can play some defense uh, this year, uh, then the Pac-12 could have one of the best seasons they've had um, in a while, ironically, on their way out. But I was impressed with with the Pac-12. That is the conference that impressed me the most um, at the end of week one. Lots of time left, but but uh, kudos to the to the Pac-12 as that Pac, uh, you know, is going to separate in the next uh, in the next year, and everybody run off different directions. And uh, you know, now we got the Pac-2, uh, you know, next year. But I, I was impressed with the Pac-12's, uh, you know, performance. I feel you. You know, honestly, I, I have to, you know, give honor where honor is due. The Pac-12 really came out and kind of put the put the world on notice. I mean, they're going to be dissolving and teams are going to be joining different conferences and whatnot. Um, but for all their teams to go out there and play significantly well um, and, and put on a winning performance is, is nothing to really – shake a tree at. Barry, I'll come to you, sir. Uh, college football this past week, um, you know, we all sat here on our couches, you know, on Saturday and, and watched a ton of football. And What would you think of it, man? I mean, obviously, Florida State did their thing um, during the nightcap uh, on Sunday, but obviously Saturday and Sunday, and you just want to talk about what took place yesterday, what, what Clemson going out there and laying a big egg. You can talk about that as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I can start with Clemson since that was the last game of uh, week one. Um, you know, not impressed. I think you can look at Brian Kelly and you can look at Dabo Sweeney as two coaches that did not prepare their teams for week one. Uh, more so Sweeney um, because, you know, they ran for over 200 yards. They passed for over 200 yards and still got beat, only scored seven points. I just – I don't know. I don't think they underestimated Duke. I just think they weren't prepared. And, and Davos Sweeney, you know, I've saw, I saw it mentioned today on different shows and podcasts, but Davos Sweeney is one of those coaches that has refused to adapt to the new rules of NIL, and it is crushing his program. He had a program that was one of the top three or four in the country. Um, national titles, what have you. They're a couple years removed from having Trevor Lawrence, Dexter Lawrence, Isaiah Simmons and company, and this this program is in in big trouble right now because they haven't adapted to NIL. So that's one thing that I took away from that game. But um, Michael's absolutely right. The Pac-12 had a great week. Uh, All their teams are undefeated. Uh, Kudos to them. Um, it, obviously it won't last, but it's really a good story for the first week, right? Just like you guys said. So um, kudos to them. But 
Deion Sanders is the biggest story in college football um, after week one. I mean, his had one win last year that, you know, I think had 10 scholarship uh, players, had, you know, 86 um, transfers or what have you, um, and, and beat a team that was in the national championship game um, in, in their building. Um, you, you just can't say enough about what Deion Sanders is doing. Um, he's unconventional in the fact that, you know what, he's a, he's a, a man of color, um, bringing his style of football to, to, to Colorado. He's a great coach. He's a great teacher. He's a great motivator of kids. Um, he's a coach that really connects with kids. And, it, you know, I don't want to be braggadocious or anything like that, but it reminds me, uh, me and my, my older brother talked about it, it reminds me of us because we were able to connect with kids when we were coaching, you know, youth, youth football and all that stuff. And it, it takes a different type of animal that can connect with kids, and Dion can do it. And then he can go into your living room and recruit the hell out of you and say, come to, you know, come to me because he, he, he connects with them. So he's a great story. He, he's the hottest kid right now. Congratulations for them getting ranked this week. Um, but Mike is right, man. I'm, I I am, am not impressed with Ohio State. I'm glad that they fell a couple spots in the poll because of their performance. They went from three to five because I was not impressed with that offense. Their running game is there. Their defense is amazing. But their offense, they're going to have some problems if they don't start scoring some points and getting some consistent play out of the quarterback position. Alabama kind of has that same thing. Um their quarterback was okay, but now you got Texas coming next week. That's a huge game for them, and that could be a slip up if they they don't play their cards right. So it was a you know a lot of teams you know had a lot of cupcakes like Notre Dame, um, you know uh, Georgia, what have you. But you know those are the, the games that that really stuck out to me. Um, obviously, Florida State LSU was a big game. So. Um, yeah, after week one, man, we're ready. We're rocking and rolling. I love college football right now. Right, right. Got... Let me uh, go right. Let me hold, hold, hold. let me go right back to you, um, Mr. Harvey. Go ahead. Say what you got to say, my man. No, I was just gonna say, and the, the thing about Dion that I love so much now with this job is nobody can say, yeah, but he's at a, a smaller school. Yeah, but you can't do this. Because now, in a major conference, and they're going to jump to another one, but now, you go in, you go undefeated, or, or starting next year, one or two losses, uh, you can you can compete for a championship. You can play, and there, there's no more yet buts, no exceptions. You can reach the pinnacle of, the co- of college football, so any dreams anybody had as far as championships and everything else now with Dion there. So now, other coaches don't have that to use against him, and he was already getting his share of top-notch talent that people never believed would have been possible for him to get because of his way to, of relating to people, not only kids, but also uh, parents and that kind of thing. Dion's got swag, and Dion's got charm. And now your last yeah but that all you old-school coaches could try to use to try to dissuade people from going to play for Dion, you don't have that card uh-huh. anymore. Right, right, right. I mean, I definitely agree with you there, and I, I was actually going to say that very thing, you know, with the fact that Dion is really breaking down, you know, excuses and giving people um, who, you know, who have or naysayers about him, um, 
I guess the middle finger, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Ultimately, players play, coaches coach, and if you have the ability to motivate um, and get a group of men uh, to, to buy into what you're selling um, and then go out there and essentially shock the world uh, the way he did, again, this is week one, one, you know, I'm not going to paint with a broad brush and put him, you know, in, in, in the college football playoffs and all that sort of stuff, but um, I tell you what, they were underdogs last week. This week going into their home opener um, against Nebraska, um, they're, they're favorites. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with what Dion did and what Dion said. Uh, before we leave uh, college football and turn us into the NFL, looking at the top 25, um, do you see anybody on upset alert as we kind of turn the page uh, to next week? We've got a lot of uh, a lot of teams that play some significant games. USC has Stanford, which has always been, um, you know, uh, a barn burner, if you will. Uh, Alabama, Texas, if you will. I don't really call that a uh, an upset. I mean, Texas is ranked 11. Alabama is ranked the, you know, number three. So it is it is what it is. You got Oklahoma uh, beating the brakes off of their opponent last week. They got SMU this week. North Carolina, Texas A&M has Miami. Um, I wish T.P. was going to talk about that one. I'm able to catch up with him tomorrow. Um, but do you see any of the top 25 on upset alert? Any one of you can get that one. Uh, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it first, Mike, if you don't mind. Um, no, I mean, honestly, I don't have a lot of upsets. I think the Notre Dame-NC State game is interesting just because Notre Dame's on the road. I think it'll be a good test for their new quarterback. Um, everybody's in love with that kid, um, Hartman. So we'll see if that's, um, if that's something to pay attention to. But obviously, I think um, if you go down the line, I think probably it's the – I think Alabama, to your point, I don't think it's a big upset, but I think it's a game that Alabama would easily win um, because Texas has usually not been that team and Alabama is, that's a game that, you know, Alabama could possibly lose even though they're at home. I'll probably take a look at um that that game as the as the, the only upset alert on my on my book. Um, I feel you, I feel you. Mr. Harvey got, talk to me. Yeah, I got a one or two, but um I I would I would almost single that out too, but you know, they came close last year with Bijan and weren't able to pull that off. Um I don't know. I think you kind of have their attention this season as close as it was last year. So we'll see. But the one that jumps out to me, and I understand they just put up 73 points, but they played the Mercer Bears, which is about as fearsome of a bear as Teddy Ruxpin. So I would uh, I would be careful if I'm Ole Miss. Uh, because Ole Miss is traveling. Yeah. And, I, and I understand that Tulane is ranked higher. Um and so I, I guess if you want to call it an upset, people would say it might be an upset for Ole Miss to win. Um, but anytime you have a major conference team going into, you know, playing an AAC team, that's a tough environment at at Tulane. Uh, you know, they're not playing in the Superdome anymore, which they used to play, uh, but it wasn't as much a home field advantage because, uh, you know, when you can fit 65,000, 70,000 people in that dome, Tulane ain't got that many fans, Joe. That's a private school. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, that's kind of the Vanderbilt of, of the of the South. But 
it's a pretty elite school, but they've been able to at least be much better in football than them, uh, even though they've had plenty of down years as well. That's an interesting game to me that Bears watching. So I don't know if you want to think like maybe the big conference team, but also maybe a ranked team. You know, Tulane could be in a little bit of trouble too. Uh, but it, it is going to be a raucous environment. There's only like 30,000 people that fit in there. So uh, that's, to me, that's an interesting, a very, very interesting game to me. And then uh, the other thing that I will say, uh, you know, we talked about this on Sunday, but Tulane, uh, Nebraska was still favored to beat Colorado. Now, maybe that's changed by now, uh, but if you'd have got it middle of last week, you could have got it eight and a half, and it was still one and a half on Saturday. That Nebraska team's not very good, yo. Right? And yeah. And so uh, TP was like, well, it could be a trap. I'm just saying, you know, Vegas always gets their money. I I do not believe that Nebraska is going to beat Colorado this weekend. I'm just telling you. Colorado's going to Colorado's going to beat them. They're going to handle their business and take care of Nebraska this weekend. Right now, the line is three, uh, minus three, Colorado minus three. So, I guess Nebraska still isn't. You can tell there's been a lot That's of uh, action, though, because that, that point's moved by four and a half in the last two, you know, three days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they no, they no, were no, heavily no. they were favored on they were favored on at home or on the road. Nebraska was, and that line flipped right after the Colorado game. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. So call numbers now two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Lots of other sports to be shoved. Before we press on and change gears to football, um, let's go ahead and pay some bills. Shout out to PHI Apparel. This portion of our program is brought to you by PHI Apparel Company. PHI Apparel Company provides unique designs and high-quality clothing for the great fans of the Philadelphia area. With their original designs for all, there's no doubt that they'll stand out in the crowd. Act now and listeners can use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off any apparel when you shop online at phiapparel.co. That's PHI Apparel. .co. Remember to use the promo code CHEFS for 15% off. Act now while supplies last. PHI Apparel for sponsoring this show and all the shows here on Sports with Chefs the Network. Definitely check out PHI Apparel for all your Philadelphia Eagles uh, needs, all your Philadelphia merchandise. Not just the Eagles, the Philadelphia Phillies are in the thick of the uh, NL playoffs. The Eagles are getting ready to kick off this week. Uh, basketball is coming back in a month and a half. Again, uh, it, it, it's a beautiful time to be alive, so definitely uh, check out PHI Apparel for all your Philadelphia merchandise. Well, gentlemen, the time has come to cross over and start talking NFL. Um, but I wanted to talk a little news and notes from around the league. Uh, today, a bombshell dropped Travis Kelsey, uh, has a hyperextended knee. Uh, according to Andy Reid, he is going to be listed as day-to-day. Uh, you know, leading up to Thursday's game against the Detroit Lions. Uh, San Francisco has George Kittle uh, still dealing with an injury. Um, so he's listed as, you know, doubtful for Sunday's game against the Crystal Phillips. Uh Same can be said for Joey Bosa, who is currently in a contract dispute. Uh, according to Mike Tomlin today during his press conference, the Phillips are preparing uh, for Joey Bosa to play. Um, a couple other news and notes from around the league. It uh, looks like Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook are going to really work on a, a split backfield, so to speak. Um, you know, he got he came back to practice, and so he's going to try to work himself back. 
Uh, with that being said, um, I wanted to give you guys an opportunity to try to break down your division, um, and then if time permits, uh, we'll kind of look at a couple games that we're, you know, kind of looking forward to seeing this upcoming week. Barry, you penned a wonderful article on sportsfeedshows.com outlining the NFC East. Uh, so I wanted you to, you know, talk about your article, kind of pull out some highlights that you mentioned when you started breaking down your division. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, it, it's it's one of the better divisions in the in the league, right, in my opinion. So um, the Eagles are the cream of the crop. The Cowboys are right there, and then it's the Giants and the Commanders. I think the Commanders – I said that, you know, their biggest acquisition this offseason was Eric Bieniemy. I think, you know, getting him um, a proven, uh, you know, offensive mind that can come in there and work with some weapons like uh, Terry McLaurin and, and uh, Jahan Dawson um, is it, going to do wonders. They also have two really good running backs, right, Gibson and, and Robinson. So um, I think they are set up to, to be a much better offense. Their defense was really good last year. I think their their defense is better than what people give them credit for is what I said. Uh, honestly, you know, they're third in the league in yards allowed, um, you know, and, and I think seventh, um, seventh in, 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 uh, in some other, you know, I think it was sacks or something like that. Um, but, you know, honestly, it's that they didn't, they didn't force a lot of turnovers. So I think they need to do a little bit more of that this year. Um, but, you know, um, that defensive line is as good as anybody's with, with, with Young and, and, and Sweat and company. So it's really the quarterback, right? Sam Howe, he's got to be able to, to, to really go in there and, and, and play well. I honestly think, you know, I think he's okay, but I honestly think Brissett is going to be the quarterback at some point this season. I just don't see it with Sam Howe. So, um, but then you look at the rest of the division, right? The Eagles, they're locked and loaded. They had a really good draft. We all lamented on that, getting, you know, Carter and, and Nolan Smith. Um, they, they bring back most of the pass rushers that, you know, recorded a career high sacks. Um, you know, that offensive line is the best in the league. Um, I think they got questions at running back, right? I think bringing in Penny and Swift is a gamble. Um, even though they had not a committee last year, but Miles Sanders isn't one of the better running backs in the league. So I think they can plug and play. They think they can plug and play, but I, I honestly, I think that that running big game could have taken a little bit of a step back. So, but Hertz is there. Brown is there. Smith is there. This is going to be a really good offense. And, and I, I feel like they're, they're, they're primed to get back to the championship game. Right. And then the Cowboys. As talented as anybody, um, Dak Prescott's got to take care of the football. He's got to go out there and earn another contract, and I think that's what he's playing for. Mike McCarthy's got to yeah, – I think he's coaching for his job. Um, this defense is one of the best. They, they, they turned over – they have, what, 33 turnovers last year. Um, they're one of the better defenses in the league. They're going to have to – I think they get gashed for runs, but they, they turn you over, so that defense is a lot better. Um, than what they look like yardage-wise. Um, so I think they, they, they need to clean that up. The offense is the offense. Brandon Cooks is a big acquisition. I think Pollard is a question mark just coming off that injury, and the running back depth is a question mark. So we'll see what happens with the Cowboys. I think they're going to be a, at least a 10-win team, probably a little bit more. And then my Giants, right? I think the Giants are more talented this year than they were last year. But I think the schedule is tougher. I think they're not going to sneak up on anybody. They played the, the AFC South last year. 
um, and the NFC, uh, the NFC North, which wasn't as good, was a little bit down than they were in previous years. This year they got the AFC East and the NFC West, so it's going to be a lot harder for them. I, I think they'll get to about nine, maybe ten wins. Um, I think, like I said, I think they're more talented this year than they were last year. Um, but I think I don't. I think they'll probably just miss the playoffs, to be honest with you. So, um, you know, it's going to be a tough division. You know, and the Giants have to win division games, which they haven't done, uh, except for when they play the Commanders. So if they want to get into the playoff picture, they got to win games against the better teams. They got to beat the Cowboys and they got to beat the Eagles. All right, but I respect it. I respect it real quick. Who wins that division? The Eagles. Okay. I, I think the Eagles are the most talented team. I respect it. Mr. Harvey, I'll come over to you, man. NFC South is your bread and butter. Um, you got the Saints in that division along with the other three teams. You haven't wrote your article yet, um, but I definitely wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of break down your division as you see it um, and go ahead and pick a division winner for me. This is interesting. Um, you know, three teams doing something new at quarterback. I mean, we talked about this before over and over again, guys. This is a quarterback league. The rest of your roster matters, but this is a quarterback league. Uh, so, obviously, the Bucks bringing in Baker Mayfield. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Some people think he's going to be better than people think, but I feel like that's something that has been uh, talked about, uh, you know, over – people have expected that of him for a while, right? Uh, and he hasn't really delivered. So we will see what happens there. Um, you know, the Panthers hanging their future hopes on – Bryce Young, um, you know, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but I think Bryce Young is has the ability to to be special at that position. You know, a lot of people are concerned because of the size difference and that. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but I, and then of course the Saints bringing in Derek Carr, who I think is about a middle of the pack quarterback. Uh, but I think he's an upgrade from what they've had at the quarterback position over the last couple of years, right? I think that there are some pretty good defenses in this league, uh, in this division. The Saints have been uh, top five, top ten defense over the last few years. I think that they brought in some other pieces to try to help, but they also lost some guys on that defensive line. So we'll see uh, how those replacements look. Uh, they made a couple interesting moves letting a couple of veterans go because they really believe in some of the young guys on that team uh, as far as at, at the cornerback position. They're moving Alante Taylor, who played some outside when Lattimore got hurt last year, but they're going to play him in the slot, and they they let Bradley Roby go. Uh, you know, I, interesting because I think that Matthew and Marcus May at the safety positions – uh, you know, have a little bit more time, a little bit more familiarity with the system. And, you know, can Michael Thomas come back? He doesn't have to be the first option uh, anymore. But if he can come back and, and produce it all for them, they got a good number one receiver. They got a tight end that can produce. They got a couple of other running backs, too, that are going to allow them to use Kamara more in space 
and use him more in the passing game. He had fewer, uh, a lot fewer targets last year than he has had in his career. You're talking a guy who, you know, caught 80 passes a year for the first few years. I think he actually had 81 exactly for like three straight seasons or something. So you're talking about a guy with about 100 targets, and last year, you know, you're looking at around 60, 65 or so. So, uh, you know, we'll see there. I. At the end of the day, I think it really depends on which team gets better quarterback play. I think that's going to have a lot to do with it. Carolina's got some talent on the defensive side of the ball. They got some decent corners. Uh, you know, the the thing with Carolina is they traded away. You know, some with McCaffrey, DJ Moore, and all this. They they kind of did a fire sale last year to try to get into the Bryce Young uh, sweepstakes, and then they traded DJ Moore in the off season. So, you know, what Adam Thielen is going to be a number one, uh, you know, that doesn't scare me. Uh, so can Terrence Marshall and some other guys step up for that team? Uh, we'll see. I think Carolina is probably the last place team in that division. I think Bryce Young goes through some uh, growing pains, but I think his future is still really bright in that league. Uh, I Tampa's offense still has the ability to be scary. You got Godwin, you got Evans, you got, White and some pieces in the running game. So uh, Tampa has a chance to have a pretty good offense. I like some of what Atlanta has started to build offensively with Drake London to go with Kyle Pitts and and now B. John Robinson. And, and you know, I was I wrote about him earlier in the offseason. I said maybe people are a little bit too high on him. He may split some stuff with Algier, uh, who was really good last year. But I don't know that that's going to be the case. I think B. John's really going to be the feature guy there and. You know, I'll admit and say that I was wrong on that. And Atlanta did a lot to try to fix that defense. They really had a tough time pressing, uh, getting pressure last year. They, they were by far the worst defense in the division last year and one of the worst defenses in football. Uh, and so they brought in Katie Ellis. They brought in some, uh, you know, Atlanta spent about $115 million on that defense. So how quickly those guys can catch up and learn the system is going to be key there. Uh, unlike the NFC East, I do not think that this is one of the best divisions. I think this is probably the worst division uh, in football this year. However, uh, because at least three of these teams are going to have good defenses and uh, these teams do have some weapons, you can't sleep on them. You better go unprepared. You can't come in flat. Um, Otherwise, you could take a loss that you weren't expecting to take. Uh, You know, we've talked about it over and over again in this league. Everybody's professional, right? That's why survival football is so damn hard. That's why, I mean, these guys get paid too. So you can't sleep on these guys. You better be prepared to play. But, you know, I expect whoever comes out of this division to be no better than the three seed, maybe even the four, and host the top wild card team, you know, in the first round of the playoffs. And I I don't expect – I only expect one team to come out of it, right? Uh, Going – it's really, really hard to pick this division for me. Uh, you know, I know that Baker has won a playoff game, uh, but I still feel like that Derek Carr has had more success as a pro uh, than Baker Mayfield over the course of his career, and he's been around a little bit longer. Uh, and so I know you're going to say, well, you're being a homer, you're a Saints fan, whatever, I get it. But I think that this team uh, finds a way to win. I think the Saints and the Falcons are probably if, – if the Falcons get decent quarterback play from Desmond Ritter, that's the other thing, right? Can he take a step forward? 
because if you know if they don't, this team may decide you know we only invested what a third or fourth round pick on, and we're going to go back to the draw board and see if we can get somebody else in what is a very good quarterback class coming out. Uh, but as far as just talent across the board, uh, I expect I, I expect the Saints to win this division. I do think it'll be close. Uh, but I think the Saints could get to 10 wins this year. I know I said this last year and it didn't happen, uh, but I also uh, thought we would get more out of Jameis and didn't think we would have to rely on the blank shooting red rifle uh, as long as we did last year. So I'm going to pick the Saints to win in a close division race, but you know I don't think that I don't think that any of these teams in this division in the right situation, in the right environment, and at home against the right team. Maybe a playoff win is possible, uh, but past that first round, I don't think it's going to happen. Like, when you get into the divisional round, uh, I think that's probably where the road stops uh, for these, you know, for whoever comes out of this division. But, you know, strange things have happened. I'll say the the Saints win. I'll say that the Panthers finished last. Uh, and I kind of go back and forth, but I'm going to say Atlanta, Tampa, Carolina, uh, in that order in the NFC South. Now, you know, because I'm kind of going back and forth on some of this order, by the time I write my article, <laughs> I may change it a little bit. But I'm going with the Saints to win, man. I, right. I think they can find a way to pull it out. I feel you. I feel you. I mean, honestly, I, I think the Saints are going to be probably the better team. I think they got the better quarterback play. Um, and I've pressed their weapons far more um, than the other ones. You got Olave there. You got Michael Thomas there. You got AK who's coming back off a of three-day suspension. You got Jamal Williams who seems to be a touchdown magnet. Um, you got a defense who's flying around the football. You don't have a lot of question marks um, at your quarterback position. I believe Derek Carr is the best quarterback in the division. When you have one of those guys, and there is a, a, a clear separator between, you know, Desmond Ritter, you know, C.J. Um, uh, Stroud and Baker Mayfield, um, I, I think you guys will win that division pretty convincingly. Dylan, talk to me, man. How you feel about this division, man? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, real quick, I, I'll keep it brief. I think the, the Saints are the best division, the best in this division, but it's a weak division all, all around. I think the Bucks will probably be the worst. I think Mike Evans will be traded by the, by the deadline on October 31st. Um, I, Baker Mayfield is your quarterback. They're just looking for, you know, May, you know, May out of North Carolina or, or Caleb Williams out of USC. Caleb Williams, I hope you do not go to Arizona. Oof, that would be terrible. But, um, you know, honestly, I, I think the Saints should get to about nine wins, and that'll be enough to win this division for sure. I think um, – I really think the Falcons, they have one of the better offensive lines in the league um, for sure. I think they got weapons. I, I like – that, you know, it's Ritter's team now. I, I like the idea of having Pitts, uh, Drake London, Scotty Miller on the, on the slot. You know, I, I think they got some weapons on offense. The defense is going to be improved. I don't know how much more improved, um, you know, but I think it, the Saints will have just enough with the better quarterback in the division to, to take it. I mean, I can respect it, man. I, I think we're all on lockstep. I think anybody would be pretty shocked um, if the Saints didn't win this division. Um, I think, you know, a catastrophic meltdown by, by, by them and their franchise would, you know, definitely spell doom and gloom for for a couple people. Um, 
turning your my attention to the AFC North, which is my division, gentlemen. I'm gonna keep this short and sweet um, because I'm gonna do an article about it uh, here in a couple of days. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals, arguably in my opinion, the best division of football. Call me biased, call me a homer. Uh, when you got two former, uh, you know, Heisman Trophy can winners in, in your building, you got defense, you got storyline. It's it, it, it's all there. Um, for me, as a Pistol Fever fan, it, it's going to come down to two things for me: the second year uh, growth and development of Kenny Pickett. Um, we've seen a lot of fireworks from him um, during the preseason, during the off season. He seems to be clicking really, really well with all of his eligibles. Uh, we're able to keep him pretty much clean, protecting the football, putting the football where it needs to be. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing him, uh, as Mike Tomlin would say, be a be a player on the rise um, as he kicks this thing off on Sunday and after sure Stadium versus the San Francisco 49ers. Um, on the other side of the football, it comes down to the health and safety uh, of, of my defense. You know, when T.J. Watt is healthy, we're a, a very difficult team to beat. When he's not healthy, we, we, we get beaten pretty handily um, on the defense side of football. So I, I would hate to say everything as far as my defense rests, um, oh, my team rests with 90, but literally it kind of does rest with 90. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a freak of nature. He adds a whole different type of element that, uh, you know, allows others to eat and eat comfortably. I have been very, very, very impressed with the acquisitions and pickups. Uh, we are still turning over every stone to pick up. People picked up Bernard King over the weekend. Um, Quan Alexander got on a moving train, if you will. Um, you know, Cole Holcomb during the fall season. So we done everything uh, revamping that, um, that linebacker room. And also we drafted very, very well. Broderick Jones, our first-round draft pick, is going to start the season. Uh, backing up Dan Moore, who won the starting left tackle position. Patrick P came over uh, to tool to toolage and train Joey Porter Jr., who is going to start the season uh, doing second team stuff and some special team stuff. Um, so I really like the trajectory of the Pittsburgh Steelers. If turning our attention to the Cleveland Browns, um, Deshaun Watson. This is his first full season, uh, off season, and everything. So um, there's a lot expected from the Cleveland Browns this year. Um, with that understanding, Kareem Hunt is no longer there, so Nick Chubb will get the bulk of the work. Rumor has it that he's been working on his pass catching out of the backfield, so in PPR fantasy leagues or whatever the case may be, he's not going to be a liability in pass coverage or in passing situations. He's going to be on the field catching the football. Um, so I'm very curious to see what that happens. On the flip side of the football, their secondary uh, needs must be desired. You know, obviously, Miles Garrett is, is good as advertised defensively. You know, player of the year type of candidate. Uh, their front four, excuse me, their front seven is really, really good. But when you start looking at their, their secondary, um, can they hold up in pass coverage? Can their front seven generate enough pressure um, or enough discomfort for opposing offenses to not put them in terrible situations? Offensively, also, Amari Cooper, uh, Elijah Moore, um, this is going to be a team that's going to be dealt with, and I, and I do believe that they are making steps in the right direction. The Baltimore Ravens, you know, are, again, I, I think they're going to be a problem. You get Lamar Jackson sitting in there and, you know, gone are the days of Greg Roman. So it's no more football, you know, and, you know, it's no more running in a cloud of dust, if you will. 
Um, they're going to be able to spread the ball around. They spent this all season going and get some eligibles. Odell Beckham Jr. comes into the mix, uh, two seasons removed uh, from his knee issue. So maybe he's going to be the guy who kind of kickstarts this this passing situation. They draft they draft Zay Flowers, um, you know, in this upcoming this previous draft. So he's a guy in the slot. Rashard Bateman is working himself back off of injury. Um, you know, Mark Andrews is the second best tight end in the game, although he's dealing with some ailments who may limit him the early portion of this year. But make no bones about it, when it comes time to go, probably by week four, week five, when I be in Pittsburgh watching this live and Action Show Stadium, Mark Andrews will be in the building making plays on my defense because that's what he does. Um, the running back situation, um, they can rotate him in there because the system is really, really good. You know, J.K. Dobbins is, you know, still dealing with contract situations and an injury. Um, but he's going to, according to what Harbaugh says, he's going to be ready to go come this come this upcoming weekend. Uh, you still got the Gus Bus who's running around back there. I expect Gus Edwards to be ready to go. Um, so it doesn't matter what Baltimore does. Baltimore's going to be Baltimore. The issue with Baltimore is their defense. For once in, I guess, a decade, their defense is not as, quote, unquote, stout. If you will, there are significant holes in their secondary. They drafted a guy last year, Hamilton, out of the University of Notre Dame, and he's coming into his own. But the other, the, the, the other people, the other accompaniment uh, around him, isn't really living up to par. Teams have been able to throw the football with great success against the Baltimore Ravens as of late. Um, so, is their defense going to be able to hold up? And their offense really going to shift gears and allow Lamar Jackson to be a quarterback from? The pocket. I mean, part of what makes Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson is his athleticism and his ability to, to maneuver around the pocket. But literally, this dude takes so many hits. Um, so maybe Todd Munkin is the type of coordinator who's going to be able to, you know, teach Lamar and help Lamar dump the ball down, throw the football away, and don't live to make the spectacular play. Which leads me to Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow is on schedule. To, to start on, on Sunday, although I don't think he should play another down until he gets his contract, but that's for him to decide, not me. The Cincinnati Bengals are, I think, going to probably win this division based off of sheer talent alone. Again, it kills me to say that the Cincinnati Bengals are, are the, the more quote-unquote talented bunch. Um, they just have they, they, they have the better quarterback amongst the, uh, amongst the people here. You know, when you start looking at a Kenny Pickett in year two, a Deshaun Watson – who is years away from his, you know, Houston Texans days. You've got a Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens who are learning a new offense. Joe Burrow has been in this offense, plus he has the best receiver in the, in the division. So <clears throat> when you got, you know, the LSU Tigers teaming up there, shout out to my man, Mr. Harvey. When you got the LSU Tigers teaming up there in, in, in Ohio doing things, that poses a significant amount of uh, problems for opposing defenses. Uh, on the decent side of the football, once again, by killing a guy who I know very, very well. Um, they lost a couple guys in their secondary this offseason, um, but, again, their front four and their front seven is really good as averages, and I think they're very, very well coached. As I said previously, and we can keep it pushing, I think the Cincinnati Bengals win this division, but I do think the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, come in second um, and bounce themselves into the playoffs. Um, does anybody have anything about the three divisions we broke down? The, the, yeah, the three divisions we broke down. Did you want want to, want to say anything on that, or we can we can press on? 
I I was gonna say uh, serious. Uh, uh, good good breakdown of this division. Um, I think the Steelers will not finish in the cellar. I don't think Tomlin is a guy that will have this team under 500 or in the cellar. But being in the cellar in this division probably isn't a slap in the face. I think this potentially could be a really good division, right? It's one of the better ones in, in the league. I think Pickett, I think he's ready to, to step up. I, I told you, man, I really liked him out of Pitt. I know you were bullish on him. What I'm seeing the last month of last season and in preseason this year, this kid is ready, man. I don't think he's, like, elite status, but I think he's ready to be a good quarterback in this league. So it'll be interesting to see his development with with, with Pickens because I think Pickens is a really good receiver too, man. So um, really curious to see how the Steelers work. But really, I think the big acquisition in this division, there's two of them, right? Orlando um, Brown Jr., for uh, Lyman for the Bengals, I think he's going to be key, and I think Todd Munkin, right in 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 uh, Baltimore as the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. I think if he can if he can get this offense more explosive, not just in the run game but in the pass game, and all indications, at least from Lamar Jackson, uh, is saying in practice that you know he's really liking the offense and all that. You know, look out, Baltimore can be really good. I, I agree with you. Baltimore needs to really I think their defense needs to get better, you know, getting stops, getting off the field, you know, all that good stuff. But, you know, honestly, with with the, the, the addition of Flowers, Munkin, Odell Beckham Jr., et cetera, the defense has Kyle Hamilton and, and, and some, and some um, head, you know, pass rushers. Um, they're, they're the defending division champs. They're the team that pushes the hardest on the Chiefs. It, you know, I, I really would be interested to see what they do. You know what I mean? To me, right, I, I think. I, I said... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Man, I'm sorry. I think the Bengals defense is the defense that I'm least worried about in this division. Um, but once again, their offense is really explosive. Uh, the, the biggest wild card to me in this division is Cleveland. Uh, and I say that because I don't know that this is an offensive system that even really fits Deshaun Watson's skill set. Um, if Nick Chubb isn't healthy and he hasn't been for a full season, for, if Chubb's healthy for a whole season, great. They're, they're going to be a really problem. But if he goes down, there's not a whole lot behind him at the running back position. And I don't think they have nearly the weapons on the outside or in the passing game as any of the three other teams in this division. Um, and, you know, I, I'm i impressed with some guys on that defensive side, but I think uh, barring injury, barring something happen in Burrow or Jackson or somebody else uh, facing a significant injury, I think the last place team in this division uh, is the Cleveland Browns. Now, that being said, I don't know that that means that they're going to have a terrible year. But I think the mm-hmm. Cleveland Browns are last in this division. And the thing that I want to see about Monken is uh, we know that he can get it done in college. And we know that uh, at times he has been okay in the pros. He was a coordinator at Jacksonville. And at one point, at some point, you've got to have the right players for any system to work. But what I want to see is what did he learn from the last time he was a pro coordinator? Uh, and – can his offense and what he's trying to do 
uh, take another step and evolve from the first time that he was there. Uh, because if you went into college and you're trying to bring the same thing back, even though you got the same players, you got to have some new wrinkles and it's got to evolve. Otherwise, uh, it, it's going to be, you know, you, you got to see some growth there. Uh, you know, I, I love the weapons that that Baltimore has, but Beckham scares me in the fact that, uh, you know, he hasn't been fully healthy for a while. Uh, and then uh, after him, you're relying on a rookie in Flowers. Rashad Bateman hasn't been healthy for a full season. And so then you're back to Mark Andrews, right? So uh, I just think he's Cleveland's not healthy last currently. Place. Right. Yeah, I, I think that's, Cleveland, that's right. I think Cleveland's the last place team in this division. I think the third place team in this division uh, is Baltimore. Now, it could be fluent, but I think, uh, listen, Mike Tomlin can coach. They got a defense. I love Pickens. I like Johnson in the slot. Um, and, you know, when when you start looking down the – I just like what Pittsburgh brings to the table. And I expect if Kenny Pickett shows the growth in the passing game that I expect him to show, I'm very, very high on Najee Harris this year. Uh, if Najee Harris does not – uh, show improvements, and he's going to kill a lot of my fantasy teams this year because I'm very high on that. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I like it. Let me know I like why you're really doing. high on him, Mike. Let me know why you're really high on him. <laughs> now, now, I, I like what he brings to the table, uh, and he can catch yeah, the ball. Yeah, but I, yeah. but Najee, Najee Harris is super, super talented. And keep in mind, this is a guy that last year people were drafting as like, uh, fifth, sixth running back overall in fantasy football, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. And, and it's it's not like he lost his talent. I think he's healthier this season too. Um, so I like Pittsburgh, man. And out of all the coaches in that division, the coach that I have the most faith in is Mike Tomlin. Even last Absolutely. year when he when he had when he had Mitchell Trubumsky playing at quarterback, and as you had the rookie, they still found a way to. Yeah, they still found a way not to have a losing season. So, uh, listen, don't sleep on the Pittsburgh Steelers at all in this division. Right. Don't be shocked. Don't be shocked if they finish second. I mean, I, I keep saying it serious though. Mike Tomlin is one of the best, if not arguably the best coach in the league. And I feel like sometimes he doesn't get enough praise for how good of a coach he is in, in the run here. He's only got one chip. You know, when you're we're comparing it to like what, like Andy Reid and, and Bill Belichick and these guys, but Mike Tomlin it, is as good as any of those coaches, and, and I, I I just love watching him go to work. But I I'm I'm curious, serious. Do you do you think Deshaun Watson bounces back this year? You know what I I don't, um, and I you got to call on Q. Let me get him there in a minute. Um, I, yeah. I don't think he does. Yeah. I, I, I think the biggest issue that, that Deshaun Watson is going to struggle with is the simple fact that the expectation of him um, is so significantly high because of the deal he signed. You know, I, I, I think hates out on him. I don't think he has the same type of skill set um, that he had when he was in Houston. Um and I'm not big on his eligibles. I mean, Amari Cooper is Amari Cooper, but you got Elijah Moore there. Um, but, again, I, I think it was you, Villain, who said like this. I don't think the style of offense that's currently in Cleveland fits him. I think mm. that there has to be a whole stylistic change because when you got Nick Chubb, who is a, a, a Bell Kyle Warner, and you 
and you got, you know, the offensive line that you have, you know, and, and, and the style that, 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 that the Cleveland Browns play, Jacoby Brissett was in that system last year dropping dimes and looking great before, you know, Deshaun Watson came back. So mm-hmm. I don't think the, the the style of the offense works. But before we press on, I need to talk about the, 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 the NFC uh, the NFC North and no better than to do that than our resident Detroit Lions fan himself. PP, what's going on, my man? How we doing? Dad, it takes that long to get in here. This is the crazy part, right? I'm in the kitchen eating pretzels right now. And I'm trying to get in here, but I don't know what to do, man. They will be feeding me bad. Like, they acting like my teammates are showing 48 hours. You feel what I'm saying? Like, we show. Like, we the news, and they talking about some punk old Steelers. They talking about some punk old Browns. They talking about some rabbits, ravens. What are they doing around here? Listen. They they better, they better get it together, cause they're staring at the world through my rear view. I hope these baby screens are gone. <laughs> they can help me with these problems. You know what I'm saying? I took off my blazer and loosen up the tie. Yo, listen, y'all y'all all missing. Y'all all are missing. Y'all in the AFC North and y'all missing it. Check this out. The biggest story in the AFC North right now ain't the Steelers and how they put their stuff together. And I think the Steelers might be a threat and still being one of the third or fourth teams in that division. The Bengals being a powerhouse right now. Mm-mm. Or Deshaun Watson trying to bounce back and be the guy that he was in Houston. Uh-uh. All eyes on Tupac Shakur, a.k.a. Lamar Jackson, a.k.a. one of the highest-paid quarterbacks in the league, a.k.a. the dude that we all sat here and said he need weapons. Oh, he got them now. If he don't go crazy... All eyes on him. But the way that the weapons look with Odell, Zay Flowers, and Andrews, that's, y'all better change y'all approach. Let alone they still got the same running attack. So huh, y'all better give the Ravens more just due than what they is right now. I, I don't know. Like, this, this is a threat for all of y'all, for Pittsburgh and the Bengals. I, I really feel like Cleveland might still be at the bottom, but um, y'all better give the Ravens more just due than what y'all giving them. Y'all giving them them little um, great poupon claps. I'm not. I'm not here for that. They better cut it all out right now. I'm not playing. I, I got blood on my mind the whole week. Forty-eight hours away from a lot of steam. And oh yes, just like you said, the NFC North is coming up in forty-eight hours. Man, I can't. I can't. Man, don't even get me started. Hello, everybody. You know what, and, 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 sir? It, it helps when you arrive to to to, to the meal on, on time because we 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 had a plate for you. You know what I'm saying? We were talking about, you know, what's going to happen in 48 hours. And we actually talked about them canes early on. But see easy, what had easy, happened. Easy. Easy. You, easy. You, you didn't arrive on time for your dish. So no, no, because I was up here. I was up here. Okay. I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you. And I'm telling this is the God honest truth, Joe. I was up here watching the full Minnesota Twins Cleveland Guardian game. I was sweating, man. <laughs> I was sweating, man. I'm nervous. <laughs> I'm nervous. My boy's on his dog back. I'm like, yeah, we got to win, bro. And they pulled it out late, so I'm, I'm really happy right now. So y'all, y'all got to deal with me. Y'all got to deal with me. I'm a little happy right now. Sorry. But it's that's really good. what happened. I tell you what. I tell you what, man. Go ahead and pop open your microwave dish, man. Uh, I, I, I mentioned it. 
the, the, the season kicks off in two days, man. Detroit is in the building uh, trying to shock the world. You know, give me your position on, on your division if you want to talk, you know, a little bit about the Canes, um, you know, over the weekend. You're more than welcome to. But, yeah, talk to me, man. How you been? How you doing? The Canes situation, they got a true test this Saturday. The Texas A&M game last year, they lost to them in College Station. So, it's like I want to see if they can prove to defend their house. You know what I'm saying? So, the way that Cristobal has them looking in his passing, they looked electric, but – I, I don't want to put my leg up on Miami Ohio. Even though they're a credible team, they're not a big powerhouse team or power five team. So it's like, I can't wait. I got to see what it looks like this Saturday. So I wasn't high on them, but the way that they looked, they came out blazing. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know how to wear it. But if they beat Texas a watch out for me. I'm, I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to go crazy. So so that, that's just one pointer. Let me get that out the way. Um, Thursday. Oh, well, well, let me do the division. I don't, really, I, I don't know if y'all talking about the game or not. But Thursday – or the NFC North, actually, let me do it the right way. Um, the expectations for Detroit got me nervous because it's like they haven't been here. Like, we've had seasons with Stafford and Calvin, and they had lit up the scoreboard crazy, but it's like 12-4 and four was the best I've seen. You know what I'm saying? Can they do better than that? And it's hard for me to think of them going 13-4 or 14-3. and three. I, don't, I don't think that's up our sleeve, but – what the world sees us as, how we got the highest percentage of the bet in Vegas for Super Bowl odds. It's like, yo, I don't even want all of this weight, but I still worry about the Vikings. The Vikings are still the champs of the division right now, but they lost Dalvin Cook, so it's interesting how I feel like they may turn one-dimensional trying to force-feed Justin Jefferson, and that can end up costing them, especially leaving that gun in Kirk Cousins' hands all game long. So, that's something coffee I want to watch out for for Minnesota. And, and does Brian Flores help that defense turn around? Like, because uh, that's some person that I, I personally want to see do well because of everything that happened to him down from the Dolphins forcing him to lose. So, on. so we already know how that story goes. So that's one with the Vikings. Two with the Bears, it's like, I don't know. They got a ton of guns there now. They got Claypool. They got DJ Moore. And the running attack is still there. Do they turn the corner with all of the, the talent that they do have there? That's a team that a lot of people are giving credit to to watch under the radar, and they could steal some wins. So I'm not totally counting the Bears out because they have that potential to make some things happen. Green Bay is Green Bay. Like, even though Rodgers is gone, they still have that system. They still got players that can make a difference from Dobbs to Christian Watson and one of my favorite running backs in the league that actually follows Sports City, Aaron Jones. He follows us for real. So it's like I got to respect for them, and let alone they've been the dogs for a long time in the NFC North. So it's like, I feel like they ain't going to be totally in the cellar unless this guy really has, you know, the the nips as a, uh, you know, a first-year starter as uh, Jordan Love. So he has a lot to prove out of the gate. Uh, so it's going to actually be a rather prove-yourself situation in the NFC North. Um, but just me personally with what Detroit has to deal with, if, if, uh, if everybody remains upright and can stay just healthy away from that bug, uh, I want to see the outcome. If they look, look seriously, I'm already happy right now because Minnesota just put they up seven right now on uh, the Guardians. I'm happy where my team looking in division. If the the Lions, I want to be fair. If they could go twelve and five or better, like eleven and six or twelve and five, they can finish anywhere. Near, I'm I'm ecstatic. If they do thirteen and four or fourteen and three, yo, shut uh, close four city down. We don't. 
we don't need to talk about now. <laughs> shut this down. I don't need to talk about nothing else. I'll be out of my skin if they do something crazy like that. So let me be fair. Like 11 and 6, 12 and 5, I'm happy as heck. But if they do anything better than that, especially in it's, it's just games that we can get trouble, but if they pull those games out and win them, that could be problem for a lot of teams. And the one thing that has been, when Detroit didn't win their playoff game, they had home field events. They have never been home in all the time they were making the playoffs. Or I could give you every year when they was in the playoffs before they won up against Dallas. They were away, 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 away. They were playing outside of Detroit. When they were in, this was when they were in the Silver Dome, they, it was so loud in there, the, the rest was stopping the game, telling them to be quiet. How, how do you do that? So just imagine what Ford Field could look like if, if they get a home game. Like, So it, there's a lot riding in that division. Here yeah, I feel. Yeah, I feel. But if you're talking about, I think that vision. If you're talking about the game, did, did I talk about the game or no? No, I, I, I figured I'll wait to do that tomorrow on, on, on the cookout because it's the day before. And okay. You and Villain can chop it up. So, um, but I, I, I wanted to give Villain an opportunity to talk about this division. I mean, this is going to be a very interesting division to kind of break down. Um, Green Bay, Detroit, Chicago, Minnesota. Villain, talk to me now. Yeah, man. Um, so since this. The NFL realigned. What up, TP? What up, brother? Um, the NFL <laughs> realigned right in 2001. Um, the, the Packers have won this division 12 times. Um, and the Lions have never won this division. The Browns have never won the AFC North as well. The Lions will get their first division. They will get their first division title. And I'm not doing that to jinx them. I believe... You are doing that. Nah, man. Listen, I believe in this Lions team. I, I really think they're... Man, honestly, like... And it, it, this is such a good problem to have. Like, they got Jared Goff to be a stopgap before they can get their next quarterback. Now they're at the point. If he has another good year, you, you got to extend them, right, TP? You got to bring this guy back. So the Lions mm-hmm. find themselves in such a situation that Lions fans have been so hungry for for years. I TP has them at what you said about twelve wins. I I think that's pretty fair. Um, I think the the Packers are are a lot better than people think. I think Jordan Love is going to be pretty good. I think they could sneak into the playoff picture. I just think the Lions are better. I think the Bears are a year away, even though I think they've added some really good talent. DJ Moore is a big get for them. Um, Justin Fields should should be ready to ascend finally with a, a stable uh, offense around him, good coaching and all that stuff. So I think he's ready to take us direction. The Vikings, I feel like, will take a step back, even though I think, you know, you got that one-two combo of the best, one of the, arguably the best receiver in the game in Jefferson, Hawkinson, and company. Um, I think the defense will take a little bit of a step back. I think the run run game is going to be an issue with Madison and, and question marks um, replacing Cook. I just feel like the Lions offensively have as much firepower as anybody. Now, Goff's got to win on the road. And I think TP, I, I think we talked about it last week, but he's great at home. 
he's rough on the road. He's got to win those games, especially if you want to win that division and you want to get to that 12-win mark. you got to you got to protect home and be 500 on the road, right? That's that's the rest, that's the recipe for you know what 12 to 11 to 12 wins. So if he could do that, it's it's all it's all smooth sailing from there. But I think the Packers are challenged the Lions before the Bears and Vikings will. You know, it, it, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I mean, with with all due respect to the Detroit Lions and and, and the Green Bay Packers and, and all these guys, um, mm. I honestly believe the Vikings win this division. Okay. Um, and the, th- the 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 thing is, like when you got Kirk Cousins and you got the weapons that they have, you know, this team has been completely completely gashed on the defense side of football. And, you know, Brian Flores goes over there to solidify a defense that was arguably one of the worst in the game. Now, yeah, you don't have Dobbin Cook, um, and we're going to see if Madison can really step into that elite role uh, running back. And I, I kind of need him to, for, for what Mr. Harvey said, I got him in so many spots, not even funny. Um, so with that being said, I, I, I'm, you got to see if he can do that. But, I think with the Detroit Lions, everybody and their mother is expecting them to win this division, and they have yet mm. to live up to that type of expectation. I think they'll be good. Don't get me wrong. They, they may mess around and beat Kansas City on, on Thursday, but when mm. it comes to understanding expectations and, again, blocking out the noise and, 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 and you know, going into stadiums and taking care of business, I need to see Detroit do it before I can actually think believe they will, which is kind of you know counterintuitive. You know they made some mm-hmm. tremendous, tremendous, tremendous strides. It's awesome. They they went out and signed some key guys, and and you know they 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 drafted Jameer Gibbs, who I think is going to be Rookie of the Year. Um, mm. So the the, it's the, the pieces it's are there. It's time. It's the, the, time. Yeah. The the the, the, the pieces are there. The pieces are there. Um, so it's time. It's time for you to come on serious. It's time for you to come on serious. It's time. Enough of you yeah. dodging me, man. Like, come on, everybody else is doing it. It's a cool thing to do, and you sitting up here still dodging me. You know, Barry, Barry, I, this is the crazy to, part. You, sorry, you know, sorry. listen, listen. Behind the scenes, I'm gonna let y'all know. I'm gonna let y'all know what me and my little brother do behind the scenes. But behind the scenes, go check this out, Barry. You wanna know what his, his favorite player of all time is? Barry Sanders. Exactly. Barry Sanders. <laughs> Why are you dodging me, bro? Why are you dodging me, bro? Barry, Come on, Barry, 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 Barry. The thing is, even with Barry Sanders, I need to see it happen. I need to see it happen. I need to see it happen. It's a big leap. It's a big leap. It's a big leap, yeah, right, guys? Okay. Like, this it's is a team that... Yeah, like, it's, 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 what was their record to close the season, TP? What was the Lions' record to close the season? Was it 8-2? and two? Well, That was the last 10 games. Yeah, they finished 9-8, and eight, but yeah, the last yeah. 10 was 8-2. I mean, you know, they ended the season really strong, knocked the Packers out of the playoff picture. It's, it's a big leap for them to go where they've been to being the best in the division and probably one of the better teams in the NFC, but... It's there for them. The talent is there. They finally got I, they got the one of the best offensive lines in the league, bar none. And they got really good skill position players. I think they've done enough on defense. 
I, I mean, I love, I love the defensive line fix their secondary. Linebacker's still a question. TP, correct me if I'm wrong. So, listen, I, I think the Packers don't get enough. Their defense is the same that, you know, was one of the better defenses a couple of years ago. Last year was a down year for that Packers defense. So that's why I think the Packers are going to challenge because I think the defense is going to play better. I think Love is going to have a good season. They still got a good running game, et cetera. But the talent in Detroit is there for the picking. They can get it done. Right. They can get it. I think right. they will. I mean, they can. They can. They, they they definitely can. I mean, again, I'm not sitting here, you know, throwing shade right at the Detroit Lions. I, I, I think if we're sitting here, he said the Vikings and they lost Dalvin Cook. They lost Dalvin Cook. He said the Vikings, bro. I do because I think, I, I, because I, I, I think that with the acquisition of Brian Flores that fixes that defense, that offense is already top notch. You just pay. You know, T.J. Hawkinson, the money that you paid him for him to go out and ball out. You, they draft Jordan Addison to go alongside uh, Justin Jefferson to replace Adam Thielen, who was ancient in olden years. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, again, I honestly think that at the end of the day, if we're sitting here at the end of the season and the Detroit Lions are wearing those goofy hats that say division champs on it, it wouldn't shock me. I'm just not picking them to do it. Everybody, I want y'all to pay attention to this episode right now. I want y'all to pay attention. It is September 5th. <laughs> it's the 5th, y'all. He's acting up, right? But if we do this thing, I don't want him to come back here like the very first year I met him, and he said they was going to beat the Jets, and he was talking junk for a whole year about beating that. the Jets. He that. sat mm-hmm. right there the whole show and said, I ain't got nothing to talk about. I ain't got nothing to talk about. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to talk about the whole show. He didn't say nothing. He just that man. So listen, just understand. We here right now, September fifth. I'm telling y'all to remember this. Write it down. Take a picture because I don't give a. Okay, just, just like Smokey said, I'm not playing around. With him. <laughs> not playing around. And, and, and here's the deal. I'm I'm in the same boat as you said. I got Garrett uh, Garrett Goff in a couple leagues, man. So I faded him to the eleventh uh, round. I faded him in the twelfth round in my last draft. You know, and, and loaded yeah. up on other positions. Give, having faith that Goff can get it done for me. So, I I, I like him. I like the, the you know twenty sacks from their rookies last year is is pretty impressive, right? I think um you know they just got the weapons. And, and TP, how does Chauncey Gardner Johnson look? Um, all I'm really seeing is like him at practice talking. They don't. They are being so exclusive with all of the newcomers. Like, I haven't seen nothing from Cam Sutton, really, just hearing that they have okay. good practices. And hearing, oh, CJ is still right. having good practices, and he's drawing everybody. So it's like they they keeping us on the raps as best as they can, and I feel, I feel like they're doing a great job doing it because we got Kansas City. So it's like we can't give Andy Reid no nothing, <laughs> like, like nothing. Like, okay. So I'm, I'm proud that they're doing it the best way they can like that. And the, and yeah. the, and the over-under for them is nine and a half. That's the over under for them this year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm taking the over on that. I got a parlay. Nah, I'm taking the over. I got a parlay. Are, are you guys are you guys standing up or sitting down? I'm sitting down currently. I'm I'm sitting. I'm sitting. Bold bold statement. If he remains upright and healthy, mm-hmm. Jameer Gibbs will be Barry Sanders 2.0. Oh, that's that's a lot, dude. 
That's high praise, That's not man. bold. Uh, that's not bold. I mean, that's uh, high praise. That's not bold. If you look at what he did in college, got a, what he's listen, he got right a now, juke and speed. Yeah. He got a juke and speed that a lot of linebackers can't even mess with right now. A lot of them. You even seen in the practice when we was practicing against y'all, he was blowing mm-hmm. by linebackers, blowing by. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like oh step for step. They they would stop running because he's gone. If he get with a lot of one on ones against the, the favorable matchup, he's gonna get yards. Like a mother sucker. Like it, it's <laughs> if he remains upright, people are in mm-hmm. trouble. So I re- and I'm not gonna lie. I really want to be John because I want like a power back. So if, if he ran into trouble, he could break a tackle here, break a tackle there. But if they keep the mm-hmm. offense spread and this one on one with him at a linebacker or a safety upfield, little was like that's a juke and, and at least another seven yards. So like if he stay upright, we, that's number twenty all over again. You oh, can't boy. hit what you can't catch. You can't catch. That dude's a problem, dog. That dude's gonna be a problem. No, no. But sure. I gotta put some over. I gotta put some parlay bets together, man. I gotta get some over unders serious. Stop doing it by yourself, so somebody can do it with you. Because you be moving by yourself, and they be like, "Dad, look what I did!" And stop it. Well, I mean, that's very for you, man. He a villain. He be doing that stuff, man. He be doing that stuff. No, I know, I know. And they tell you after the fact when he loses, like, "Yo, bro, we can get him." Like, what you mean? Yeah, <laughs> crazy girl. Anyways, with that being said, gentlemen, we're at the tail of the show, man. TP, thanks for coming by and taking with us. I saved a lot of stuff for us to talk about on tomorrow's episode. Uh, but go ahead and give me a plug and a close out. You shut it down, my guy. Good thing they did talk about it. And I don't know how to like allude to it on a closeout, but um, big news about that game Thursday. Big news, and um, I feel like uh, this this puts this puts Detroit in a good position to steal this one on Banner Night. I'm not saying that we out of the woods because of course they got Mahomes, but um, huge news as of today. Um, especially with every I, I'll save it for tomorrow. I'm trying for city. I'm electrically happy, so y'all gotta watch out for me. I'm I feel like um, Bruce Leroy with the yellow glow. I'm I'm out of my mind. Um, check this out. We got shows throughout the week. Tomorrow it should be on. I am not done. The cookout, the grill should be lit. I'm not playing around with some people up here in Sports City. That is for sure. Um, yeah, the villain got y'all tomorrow. Uh, the gumbo should be cooking on Thursday. If not, it's okay. And then Sunday, feeling kind of Sunday with the, the you know, well, we start off Thursday for the, uh, the official kickoff. For uh, week one is on Sunday too, so y'all just y'all just hold y'all horses, man. We got y'all all week long, man. Just stay tuned on that. No tell a friend to tell a friend. It is the chefs again, and if they don't know, I see y'all tomorrow. Now you know. <laughs> Thanks so much, Chief. You coming by, kicking with us, man. Looking forward to kicking it with you guys tomorrow. Uh, Zilla, man, you know what to do, dog. Give us a plug in the club and shut it down tonight, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, Travis Kelsey, they're saying it's not. That his ACL is intact. Um, but, you know, he did hyperextend that knee, so um, we'll see where he's at. I don't, I don't think he should play. I wanted to say it. Listen, it's the news, man. Say it. Say it what you said. No, no, you got um,
I know you, you tried to drop off. Come ready to pay up. That tomahawk chop is coming for you, baby. He's coming for you, but I got, I got a lot to cook. You got a lot to cook tomorrow because, listen, it's, it's all NFL, right? But I got to leave with some basketball because I'm hearing some slanderous comments about the great Magic Johnson compared to Steph Curry. Be, be ready to talk about that for sure. And then Rich Paul trying to put his crown on his boy, LeBron James, at the expense of Michael Jordan, as always. Huh, there's a lot to cook, but we're going to be cooking tomorrow. Tomahawk chopping it up, you know, with you guys on the cookout. Uh, that's what it's going to be. Tomahawk chopping it up with my boys on the cookout. Make sure you hit, you're ready for that because it's going to be a lot of fun. But thank you. Spot, shout out to our sponsors, PHI Apparel. Uh, use that promo code CHEF to get 15% off that order. We got a lot of things cooking, man. Get to the website. My new article is up. I'll be cooking a little bit more, trying to get ready for this NFL season. But you know how we do, man. Serious, always a pleasure doing the show with you, my brother. TP, how are you, brother? Peace, peace, peace. Thanks, thanks, Zolan. Thanks, Zolan, man. Such a privilege. and a pleasure to do with you guys, man. Like I said, it's your boy, Serious, up in that 412 and the 703, man. Definitely check us out on the website, the blogs, the interviews, and stuff like that, man. We got a lot of stuff cooking. Uh, yeah, nobody does it like us, man. Nobody does it like us, man. Shout out to everybody who's been rocking with us. Uh, yeah, tomorrow's show is going to be fun. You know what I'm saying? Come with your... Come, 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 come with your laughing suit on, man, because there's going to be some laughs. There's going to be some singing. There's going to be some sing songs. There's going to be some jokes. There's going to be some, some dishes being thrown, you know what I'm saying, as a repeat of what took place on, on last week's episode. So um, it, it's going to be fun, man. But with that being said, tell a friend to tell a friend to chefs again. If they don't know, man, now we know, man, we got Sports, baby, sports, baby, chefs, chefs, sports, baby, sports, baby, chefs, chefs. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on the spoon. They well in tune, bloom like a flower in June. Superman verse, and the dude in the clouds loom. So tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we wanna set again.